0: Episode 113, Wayne in with Travis Hartman, I'm B-Money, the producer. Of that over there is Weekend Trav, fresh off the heels of the Jake Paul-Tommy Fury fight. If you caught our Quick Shots episode earlier this week, you'll know we both have varying opinions about that fight overall, but we're going to dive a little deeper into that matchup today, uh, just some of the more specific details, asked, and also what do we think is next for both of these guys. Uh, also, kind of the money talk of it. By the time this episode's drop, dropped, Weekend Trav, well, Weekend Trav, the details might out, be out there, but we want to clarify some stuff as we record this today. Anyways, we can Trap. I'm going to throw it right to you. Let's talk Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. Let's talk about the fight that was, the truth, and now the aftermath that came to us from Saudi Arabia on Sunday.
1: I had this conversation while I was watching this fight with a friend, and I told everybody, I was like, you know who has the most to lose in this fight? It was Tommy Fury. Because if Tommy Fury loses, he's he's a real pro boxer, okay? Yeah. He's supposed to beat this guy, right? Yeah. So if he, he's got more to lose. I was like, if, if Jake Paul loses, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, he was a YouTuber. Like, who cares, right? So yeah. I feel like Jake Paul kind of went into that fight, you know, loose and free because I don't think a lot of pressure was on him. That's why I think that it was actually a brilliant business move now that I look at to fight Tommy Fury because, one, he was beatable. Tommy Fury is beatable. And as we all know, Tommy Fury won by split decision. Um, and I thought he won. And that was a fair decision. Scorecards, questionable, whatever. Um, But I thought Tommy Fury had more to lose in this fight, so I think the right guy won. And now he gets to stay in the family with Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is not going to kick him out of the family because <laughs> he didn't lose to a YouTuber. But be money the fight was quality. It was quality. I saw quality. I saw quality skill. I saw guys that dug down deep, got hurt, got rocked. Figured out a game plan and kept going. I didn't see two guys out there throwing haymakers that were sloppy and crazy. I saw very methodical, well thought out moves, and I thought I saw I saw quality boxing.
0: Okay, I think we're getting hung up on the term quality. Uh, I, I think the fight itself was okay. I agree with you, Tommy Fury. First of all, the the scoring was questionable, and and it was almost like they were. It felt like they were setting up towards those latter rounds, like oh my gosh, they're setting this up to be a split draw, aren't they? Like It just felt like that. It felt dirty towards the end, like, no way. you get to a point here. You're getting a point there. You're calling this this uh, slip was a knockdown, blah, blah, blah. It was just really questionable stuff, so you're hold almost – Hold
1: on, hold on. You don't think it was a knockdown?
0: We're not we'll, – we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I've oh, watched okay. several oh, angles okay. of this thing. Oh, I'm kind of on oh, the okay. fence. I'm on the fence. I've I seen will-
1: Finish, and then we'll
0: get into it. Okay. So it just almost felt like they were setting this thing up to be one of those, come on, like, what kind of a soap opera are we watching here? And then the family doesn't want him to come home from Saudi Arabia and blah, blah, blah. There was an entertainment value to this. I know that we can But like I said, quality. Okay. If we were giving a quality scale from zero to 10, where would you give this fight from the word quality? Where would you rank that zero to 10? 10 being very, very, very high quality. Quality entertainment? Uh, the fight. No. Strip everything out. Like I told you after the fight. Watch it again on mute. Tell me the quality of zero to ten. Yeah,
1: listen. The, I thought the commentators were horrible actually, anyway. But no, I thought it was quality. Zero to, 10, giving...
0: zero to ten. Zero to quality ten quality scale. Give it to me. I'm
1: giving it an eight five.
0: Holy crap. Okay. There are certain things. I was, things, I was certain...
1: crazy entertained during that fight. Like, I was Whoa, watching I'm back not, and forth.
0: The, you're getting caught on the entertainment again. Okay. Oh, you, Strip dude, it back. The actual pugilists.
1: I thought it was quality, and it was good entertainment.
0: Stop saying entertainment, okay? I want uh, the actual quality of the pugilist.
1: Well, because you wanting me to brag. They're not elite pro. I know they're not. They're not. But... The quality of the show, even top to bottom, like the the co-main event was awesome too. Yes, um, that was better. Badu Jack was – and we knew, Most main events don't live up to the main event. They don't. Right. They're main events because people tune in to watch that necessarily. But no, I thought it was quality boxing of two novice professional boxers. Yes. I, I got an 8.5 still. I'm still putting okay. it up. That was yeah. – You know what? That was better than some of this real true pro boxers that – I'll give, okay, I'll give you an example because we're going to talk about it anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought this main event was better than the main event that we saw at Curb Royale I against agree. high-level pro boxers.
0: I agree. I'll get. I'll, we'll get to that. So here's what I'll concede on Jake Paul, Tommy Fury. For me, the quality was better than I expected because I expected a dumpster fire because I've seen Tommy Fury fight and we've seen jake paul fight and for the most part they're about two trick ponies both of them that you know and you kind of know what you're going to get and in reality that's kind of what we saw in the ring too they just kind of matched up properly and so it made it a more interesting environment but for me as i'm scoring this thing as i'm watching it i'm like there's no way that even halfway through this fight that jake paul from a scoring standpoint should even have a chance he's got to get a knockout so by the time it gets to the judges where it's a split decision that's That's a travesty, in my opinion. Another boxing travesty on the scoring card, Weekend Trav.
1: But, I mean, the the only judge that scored it for Jake Paul was 76-75. to How did he do that? How? Because I scored it four rounds – or not four rounds because it was an eight-round fight. But I I thought you easily – easily – you could say five to three and you wouldn't be far off. Five to three would be a very fair score, in my opinion. There was a – so here's the deal. Jake Paul, when I was scoring those fights, Tommy Fury – When he won a round, it wasn't really close. He won the round like pretty outright. Correct. When Jake Paul won a round, it was very close. Correct. But there was a couple what I call swing rounds that was like, it was so close. I was like, I don't know. You you kind of flip a coin and go with. But overall, I think five to three was a fair score for Tommy Fury. Five rounds to three. Oh, no, no, no.
0: Yes, I'll give you that. Five
1: rounds to three for Tommy Fury. But you know what that means? That means there was only one round for being a draw. So there was a close fight. I think it was a close fight.
0: You know what? Uh, think was close. There's no, well, no. Uh, what I'm saying is that it, I don't think it was as close as what a split decision scorecard would be. I mean, come on, that there's no way, there's no way that was I mean, put that, in this, for this drama. Was,
1: this that was, was 76-75. That was put in. Point. That
0: was put in for drama. I, I'm sorry, you, can, you can't convince me otherwise. This whole thing had drama oozing from it from the beginning two years ago. If
1: they would have ruled this fight a draw, oh I my don't, gosh, I don't think it would have been a bad decision.
0: I don't. I don't even know where, what to. What, I don't even know what to say to you anymore. Weekend, I'm you,
1: if I ruled have ruled that fight a draw, I would have said it was close. Nobody single handedly won that fight.
0: I, I need. I need the general public that's listening to our voices or watching us on YouTube and whatever else to know that we are on different sides of the aisle with this. This is not an echo chamber. This is a yeah, fight. Definitely not on this one. This is a fight that B Money did not want to see to begin with, and this is a fight that B Money doesn't want to see again. This is a Just fight done. that
1: also said that would happen and it did.
0: I was, listen, come on. Until we actually saw or heard the bell go off and those two were in the ring, were you 100% yeah. con- con- uh, convinced that this was happening?
1: Well, what I said, I said like 90 something percent. I'm like, okay.
0: That's
1: what I'm pretty sure it's going to I mean. sure happen. Okay. But I think now we look back, though, mm-hmm. looking at this result makes it seem like Tommy wasn't making excuses. Maybe every one of those times was legit. I don't know. I don't know but look like the kid, he he won. So yeah. maybe he wasn't ducking. Maybe this weird stuff kept happening. I don't know, but we need to touch on the fact that you don't think that was a knockdown.
0: Okay. I'm on the fence because I've seen several different camera angles of this thing. Okay. I guess by it's tough by definition. Yes. I guess they're going to have to give it a knockdown, but it felt like it was kind of like right on the cusp of, It's just kind of like almost a little slip stumble. Was it triggered by the punch? I don't really think so. I think he was just kind of already a little off balance to begin with. So I don't know. We can try. It wasn't like a convincing knockdown for me. I've we've seen other ones go the other way where no, they, they just told him to get up.
1: A punch landed. His glove touched. By rule, it was a knockdown. Yeah. Was he hurt? That's where you probably that's probably where you're going. No, he wasn't, but that isn't that doesn't take it away. That was felt
0: like, It was like boom boom, where he was already in the process of stumbling through. I don't that, know.
1: That's what we call a flash knockdown. I've seen many, I've seen many of them that actually land around the button, boom, and he's right back up. That was a flash knockdown. I have okay. no problem with that. That was a knockdown, and that was a 10-8 round for Jake Paul. No issue. It was a very fair call. That was a right call. You haven't seen Tommy Fury come out and say a single word about that because he knows he got he punch landed, and oh, I think that.
0: he did land. He, I, I think he's just uh, he's just happy enough to get that W. There's no point.
1: Oh, you see how happy he was when that decision was made. He didn't yeah. know that he won either. It's he like, was like, "Oh my God, yes!" He wasn't shocked, but he was like,
0: "Trav, oh thank God." We've been talking about this thing for like two years, and I'm 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 kind of hoping that this this kind of puts. The, the cap on it of co- uh, conversing about these two fighting each other. So Absolutely. let's, let's Absolutely. transition Absolutely. a little bit, not away from them, but let's talk about next steps here. What do you see on, now on the horizon first for Tommy Fury, but then also for Jake Paul,
1: there was a rematch clause in that contract and Jake Paul is not stupid. You 100% exercise that rematch clause and you do it again. And honestly, th- dude, Tommy Fury didn't, outclass Jake Paul. No. It was a close competitive fight. Meaning if they fought again, who knows? I mean, I I I would watch B Money and I think I think that obviously Jake Paul has progressively getting better. And I sure predicted Jake Paul would win this fight. I've been right six times on Jake Paul's predictions. I got this one wrong because I did call him to win. So I got this one wrong. But I, I would I would watch another fight. I want to see if Jake Paul can keep progressing because if he can, if he gets better I think Tommy Fury is as best as he's going to be. Now,
0: because here's I'm- the thing. I've never once questioned uh, the work ethic and the time and, and the efforts that he's putting into training. No, I agree with that. Having millions of dollars in the bank does afford you the best trainers in the world and the best camps and the things like that. So he has that benefit for him and he puts the time and he puts the effort in. So I'm not going to question that. Here, here's uh, Eventually, though the rubber meets the road as to the career of boxing, right? There's one thing between being an athlete and being a, basically a novice fighter, putting effort in and and looking good up to a point. And I think even so we see that with some, you know, some people locally, when we go to these local shows, there's a point where they, there's a divergence of the road. Either they're going to kind of meander with what what they're doing. They're going to fight the same competition because they can't go above and beyond that, or they're going to excel or, they're going to drop off the face of the planet. I, I think the one thing that that is missing there from a Jake Paul standpoint, it's not the work ethic. It's not the training regiment. It's not the, you know, all that stuff. It's just the actual kind of championship it factor. I don't think he has it. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have the Devin Haney type uh, uh skill set he doesn't have some of these names that were in attendance watching this fight that's what he's not going to have he's going to have the best training he's going to have the money and to pump into that and he's going to have a great work ethic but eventually there's a ceiling there's a ceiling yeah. for this guy and, well, and I
1: mean, we we saw i mean we saw it. He, he and that's one thing that people are, oh he's got all this money that's why listen he's got all that money But you still have to put that work in it absolutely and he has and you're right about that he has and he is a hard worker. And you can tell be, You can tell because boxing is one of those sports that if you don't put the work in, it shows up in the ring. Oh, I call yeah. the boxing ring on um, life's own lie detector test. You yep. can't lie and then get in that ring and think that it's not going to get exposed, meaning Jake Paul's putting in the work. He mm-hmm. is getting progressively better. But I think you're right. Do I think he'll ever be a world champion? Based on what I know from boxing, and I've been doing it since I was six years old – he doesn't have that it factor. No, he doesn't have that Devin Haney or, or that Floyd Mayweather type of ability. But also, he's handicapped in that regard because he started the game late. And yeah. I think it is very, 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 very difficult to become a world champion when you just turned pro three years or Yeah, three years ago. You started training boxing three sure. years ago. The Devin Haney's had storied amateur careers. Sure. Uh, Floyd Mayweather' storied amateur career, deep, deep amateur career, Tyson theories, all of those guys, uh, Lomachenko, you don't know, Canelo Alvarez, all those guys had very, very huge boxing background yeah. before turning pro, which goes to show you, kids, I know Jake Paul's making tons of money, he is, but if you ever want to truly be a world champion, get started now. It, it is tougher when you turn pro in your 20s. I don't want to say it's impossible because I hate that word because in the very word impossible, it spells I'm possible. So don't say, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm (laughs) saying it's not likely that Jake Paul wins a world title, but on the same flip side of that, I don't think Tommy Fury ever wins a world title either.
0: No, no, no. He has a ceiling too. I mean, it's, it's a proven ceiling. And so that's why I think, yeah, these guys, I think what you saw in the ring was kind of the best product that those two kind of guys could have together um I, I just i just think they kind of fit properly with what they bring to the table and so that's why from a quality standpoint you give it an eight and a half i might give it a six and a half i'm not saying it was a bad match i just said it was kind of mid-card at best in my opinion and, and i think that's just going to be the way it is and then they're going to pump the crap out of round number two with those guys. And they're it's going to be a big money grab. And you know, it's, it's going to be a gotcha to the fans. Just like all these big, big promoted fights tend to be.
1: I, I mean, what's the difference between Mayweather fighting? Colin not. And, the not. Difference? and people pay for it. And it's, it, it is what it is. Other than
0: this past Saturday, I don't think anyone paid to watch that. Did you even know that he was fighting in an exhibition fight in, in England on Saturday? No, I didn't. <laughs> O2 Arena was empty. It was it, we, that's a different topic. We're not going to get into that in this episode 113, but that is kind of what we want to we want to stop the conversation for now. I'm sure they're going to come back up Jake Paul, Tommy Fury, but that was the aftermath of the fight. Tommy Fury taking this one by split decision over Jake Paul. Both guys making a ton of money. Jake Paul obviously making more money. Saudi Arabia wins. the fans won because they get to see all the stars of the sports align to go watch this. This spectacle of sorts as I as I'm calling it weekend Trav, but that is that We want to bring it down to the perspective of local spectacles now and just kind That's of the shirt you're wearing. Kind of a quick review of uh, what was the uh, Night of Champions, right? Night of Champions 2, which was at the Caribe Royale this past Saturday. We were in attendance there. Uh, it was promoted by Box Lab Promotions. And sorry, I don't want to leave anyone out. Caribe Royale Championship Boxing both promoted that this card. It was on CBS Sports Network, uh, top to bottom, pretty decent card. I think overall we talked about this pre-production that these guys, this, these groups that are putting the, promoting these shows there locally here in Orlando – It's getting better each time, getting a little better, getting a little better. And we like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, Eric and Amari, uh, which is the promoters for Boxside Promotions, they have steadily like done amazing. And I Mm -hmm. think this show, in my opinion, we've been going for almost two years now. We've been to almost every one of their shows, um, except the one in December we weren't able to make, but we've been to a lot of their shows. I think this was their best show. Top to bottom, yeah, which was awesome because it was on CBS Sports, which aired on Sunday the next day. Pretty cool, man. That was pretty cool, right here in Orlando. The whole setup was cool, and honestly, I don't know if it was a salad or not, but it was pretty full. B money,
0: yeah, it was pretty full. I think, uh, so uh, beyond the fights themselves, production value was very nice. I just think that the logistics of the fight and just kind of the setup of uh, uh the location everything it was just a lot better uh, each time it gets a lot better so the uh, kudos to those guys there um uh, doing their thing the fights themselves we can travel we had a few different title fights on the card we had some good undercard matchups i mean i'm telling you other than the main event which we both were pretty critical about i'd say we have it was a pretty good outing for those in attendance and those watching on cbs sports network
1: I mean, man, listen, we got our money's worth, man, and we and we paid really good money for those ringside seats, and I, w- I walked away happy. I think everybody at our table walked away with like, oh, my God, this was quality boxing. These were very skilled fighters on both sides. That was the cool part about it was. Yep. We've seen very talented guys fight on those cards at Live right here in Orlando at the Crib Royale, but what we haven't really seen is their opponents being very um, quality as well. But I think both sides, the A and the B side, I thought was quality for the yep. most part. in all those fights, there was very quality. I, th- I saw the red corner was the A side, technically, you know, speaking yep. and the blue corner brought it. I mean, they might not have walked away with very many wins, but they walked away getting a lot of respect from me. And I think the crowd, because there's a lot of fights that, you know, people were like, ah, could have won either way or was very close. And, and listen, I want to go back to the main event because I said something in the quick shots about it. And I didn't want to take away from both of those fighters. I think the main event, if it would have went longer, would have been better. Hmm. Okay. So when I said that on the quick shots, it kind of made it sound like, oh, they both sucked. They didn't. The The results sucked because I think in the fourth, it was the fourth round, I believe, um, there was an accidental clash of heads. Nestor Bravo um, got, a, got a pretty good cut and he went back, told, the, ju- told the, the doctor that he couldn't see anymore. So the doctor called it off and by rules... If four rounds haven't been completed, it's ruled a no contest. I think what happened was, and this is my opinion, and I'm going to get some grief from local guys, and sure. um, it is what it is. But I watched that fight. His opponent was very good. I yeah. think Nestor Bravo got in there with a guy who wasn't expecting his opponent to be that good. That and was Val right? That's what yes.
0: he's Yeah.
1: Yes, and Nestor Bravo was undefeated twenty yep. twenty one and twenty one and one. one. He's
0: twenty one and one.
1: Nestor Bravo was yes. No, no, I. Look it up. Are you sure? I think he's undefeated.
0: That's what I had written down from last week. But uh, so uh, anyways, but so he's taking on Valtierra. i read it right now. Valtierra. No, um, Nestor
1: Bravo, no, Nestor Bravo is 21-0 with 10 KOs. I have the voucher right here. And well, Javier Valetiero is 16-2 and with 8 KOs. I have
0: that one, 16-2. Fine. Either way. Uh, but
1: so- the reason I brought it up is because I think that Nestor Bravo made a conscious decision – that Listen, I wasn't in the ring. I didn't get hit with the head, but I didn't. But I saw Nestor Bravo. As soon as he they made that decision, he walked over to our side where his wife was standing and was like, it's a no contest. And I was looking for his eye to be bloody and dripping. It was not. Okay? I'm sorry, Nestor. It wasn't. And what I think is, he I think he slighted himself. And the fans from a very entertaining fight. I'm not even saying he would have lost, I'm saying that could have been a war, that could have been a fight, that could have been a fight of the year possible. And it was on TV. Yeah.
0: So I, I mean it was already a itself. pretty tight four rounds at that point. Yeah, both it was both guys, fight. it was very close. Uh, I, I don't even know how how he would have been scoring it at that point. It was just, I think you're right. I think he made a business decision at a certain point. I think that was a business decision that was made. And we get the no contest. So there's no, you know, it is what it is. Um, I too was looking and I'm, and and we're not him. We're not Nestor Bravo in the ring. So we don't know. Uh, the cut, did it look bad? No, nah, not really. But it was there. Okay. It was just right underneath the eyelid a little bit, little one, right underneath the eyelid. Was it impairing vision?
1: Mm,
0: I mean, I'm not him. So possibly it was, but come on. I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of these things a lot worse that, that would really impair vision. We didn't see. He told the ref that there was there was blood in his eye. I don't know. I didn't see no blood in his eye. So it's it's hard it's hard to tell. We can try. I We're not here to poke the bear when it comes to this thing. But I feel like the fans were cheated a bit on what was already starting to become a very very solid main event.
1: I think he's like I said. I think he it himself as well because I think he took he took that opportunity away that he could have dug down deep, been bloodied. Blood yeah. and guts warrior i think he slided himself from that huge type of moment and i think professional athletes and especially for me i was a professional boxer as well and i think you're always looking for that one fight or that one moment to really show what you're made of and i think he slided himself from that by uh, uh choosing to not continue after that fourth round so i just think that he's 21 and oh like you now's your time i think you could have really made a statement on how one-out tough you are and how willing and capable you are to go to that dark spot and come out like, I want that it factor. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a fan now too. I want that like grit. I want to see that fighter and I want to get behind that fighter who literally will fight through anything. And we've seen that in the past. You got guys like Arturo Gotti. He was called Blood and Guts Warrior. Okay, he wasn't the most talented fighter in the world. He wasn't. But you know what he did give? He gave one million percent every single fight. You see, this guy would fight through broken hands, broken noses, blood and guts everywhere. But he would go out and finish. But you know what happened, too? He was rewarded for that. That guy made millions Mm -hmm. and his talent probably wasn't a million dollar talent. It wasn't. But his work ethic and his grit was a million dollar talent. And that's why he got paid. So I would say Nestor Bravo, you're young, you're 21 and 0 still. Go back to the drawing boards, but know this that you know, the fans pay to see that blood and guts. They do. And if you want to continue in this sport and you want to be that guy, you're gonna to have to get through fights like that.
0: Not the way I, and I think there will be a good rebound from him with this. Um, you know, I, I don't want to take away from the 21 0 record and the local presence. Obviously, very, very highly skilled at what he does. Did, was it was it a business decision made? Maybe was it not? Who knows? But either way, I think there will be a pretty good bounce back here. And you know what? He, some a uh, guy like this, uh, like Nestor Bravo, will take the criticism from guys like us and others that are probably giving some of that, and, and he'll learn from it and he'll move on, and it'll be better for it. So look forward to seeing what's next on the horizon for him. But what I will say, we can travel with this card, Knight of Champions two, to us, the best fight of the night local guy, Antonio Vargas. He brought it. That was a great fight. Him and, uh, was it M- Michelle or Michelle Benques? Was that it?
1: And It was for the WBA Continental America Super Bantamweight title, mm. man. And that was dude, Solid you fight. Know, quality, mm-hmm. quality fight. And, you know, I want to touch really fast more on that Nestor Bravo. I hope that the criticisms that he hears from us and the reason why we do this is because I want to help them get better. No. What I'm saying here is I hope you take what I'm saying and go forward and try to get better at some of those things. I'm not doing it to break you down at all. I want you to be better. And you're at 21 and 0. You're at that point in your career where you're on the cusp of, hey, am I going to be a world champion? Am I going to be a superstar? You're right there. You're right there. So I think what gets you over that little edge, what we're all looking for, is that grit. Is that, hey, you know what? Maybe I got to go through fire sometimes to get out on yeah. the other side. but let's talk about what really was awesome was Antonio Vargas. Yeah. You're so right. His fight was probably the best fight of the night, right? Like for sure. And you said it walking in the ring too. So um, Antonio Vargas came to the ring um, with a Christian music song, right? Mm-hmm. And Brand- and it was like mellow and like, it was a chill song. Usually boxers come to the ring with some hyped up music and fast pace, you know, Brandon was like, I don't think I want to mess with a guy like that because his spirit is what's like, excited by that music and you're like a guy who can get pumped up from that type of music and mm-hmm. that type of presence is a scary guy and yeah, you like
0: yeah, you know yeah, he, i he's love coming, it
1: because he's, a he's
0: coming from a different place this guy and uh so that's it, it, that that's a tough one that's a, that to me if i'm a, if i'm on the blue corner looking at that that's going to unnerve me more than anything. Uh, but overall, it was just a great, great contest between these two. Uh, and, and well-deserved Vargas taking home that WBA Continental America's Super Bantamweight title. That's a mouthful uh, overall. I mean, over, listen, the top top to bottom, the show was great. And, and, and I will also... Uh, echo what you said with regard to Bravo. It's like, listen, there's no hatred coming from us about the guy at all. We want to see great things from lo- our, our local guys. So, you know, you know, he'll take it, he'll learn from it. He'll build, he'll build upon it. He he may hate guys like us. That's fine too. Um, Vargas, great to see that some of our other local friends, um, you know, we, you know, Adrian Pinero was on that card. Unfortunately, uh, Giovanni Estella, his, his opponent no showed, um, I'm sure there's more to that than we'll than we'll ever know. Uh, But overall, and, and your boy, your boy, Edgar Berlango was in attendance. How did we not know that?
1: I know he was, I I don't know. Actually, there was a lot of guys that didn't be in there that I really didn't know was there. But matter of fact, did you know the guy we were sitting next to was also three and oh bare knuckle fighter? Yeah, yeah. Which was, like, it was pretty cool. There was a lot of guys there. That like Paul Malinaji was the, you know, the ringside commentating. Like, this was a big deal. And, done that multiple and times. B,
0: and B-Money was able to have about six or seven uh, neutral seltzers. So I was pretty happy about that.
1: He was. B-Money loved the neutrals. He loved the <laughs> seltzers.
0: Weekend travel. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. This is episode 113. As as always, uh, we're, we're coming to you from two different locations, but this is the number one beers, bourbon and boxing podcast shot in Orlando, Florida, specifically Laureate Park, specifically in a boxing gym on the second floor of said boxing gym in the podcast room, which you are in right now. I'm actually at home uh, shot on a Sunday or Monday to be today being Monday dropping on
1: Wednesday morning at 715 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.
0: in In the the world world. that's us so we do appreciate our following and for those that are subscribed and and listening to our content whether you're listening to your apps on the audio side of things on spotify and others or you're watching our beautiful faces on youtube and rumble and the like we do appreciate all of that we can try final thoughts going over to you
1: boxing's awesome oh yeah i'm supposed to say more
0: well, you don't have to, but I mean, that's your final thought.
1: It was really good. And like I, like we, we've reiterated this. I'm so glad to see boxing in Orlando taking off. And what did I say a couple of years ago? Box had promotions. Thank you for this. But I said it a couple of years ago. You, you um, It's not come true completely yet. But I said, what if Orlando, Florida starts to become the mecca of boxing? We're getting TV here. We've had multiple different TV. Now we had CBS sports here. It is getting bigger. It is getting better quality. We're getting superstars to come out as well. We had Hall of Famer Paulie Malignaggi calling the fight. Hall of Fame boxer, world champion. Um, So it is getting a lot better. I love the fact that we're here in Orlando, Florida, and boxing is growing right around
0: us. For the Southeast, we're definitely pulling notoriety away from Hollywood, Florida, the Miami, Florida's of the world and even the west coast you get some stuff still in Clearwater water in the tampa area but more and more is flowing through orlando so we we feel very spoiled here and on top of that such great local talent but not just local guys there are guys coming in from all over the central well, and southern americas good. here for this for this match uh, the, these matchups so we were we were pretty pretty pleased to see that as well overall Good job, good job, fellows! Uh, Box lab Promotions and Braille Championship Boxing promoted that one. Um, we can Trav, that's your final thought. My final thought is this: uh, I don't have a final thought. I don't, I don't.
1: <laughs> final thought in itself.
0: My final thought is it. Use. Take that for what it is. That over there is that's my final thought. There we go. That over there is Weekend Trav.
1: That there is B Money, aka producer, aka nice Box Club promotion T-shirt. God bless. Peace.